Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. We're out here recording late Tuesday night. What's happening? What's your feeling in this moment? How do you yeah. feel? Yeah, good. Um, I, was, I was prepping dinner before we started, so that was a good job Ooh. by me. And yeah, you know, a little, little day late, but it's all good for everyone, I think. Yeah, day late, dollar short. Before we, <laughs> before we cover our teams, I just want to remind everyone that the Cup, FML FPL Cup, kicks off this weekend, like this game week. All of our Patreon subscribers are included. You just need to fill out this form. That takes like two seconds. I'll post it again on Patreon and all the social media and all that shit. Magic of the Cup. Everyone should get in. Yeah. If you're if you're ranked like me, then it's the only thing you have left in this fucking world. So yeah, it gives you something to live for. Yeah, until you get knocked out three weeks later. But that's a different story. Yeah. yeah. It's the hope that kills us. Yeah, but what are we if we don't have our hope? <laughs> There's some some philosopher quote or something that belongs there. Maybe I'll edit it in. Um, so do we start with the... I never know to start with the darkness or start with the light. I don't know. I don't care. What do you want to do? All right, so I had 49 points. Um, everything good that I had last week was basically just completely undone, down like 150K. Um. Yeah, I don't know. My season just keeps getting worse and worse. Also, somehow I keep getting worse and worse at FPL. It's just a fascinating thing to watch. Um, <laughs> Captain Jimenez, DCL one pointer. Like everyone's Ings could have scored like eight goals. Mean meanwhile, DCL gets yellow carded for an accidental handball on VAR. So that's that's my life. Um. I only have one Liverpool defender. I only have EVD. You know, I don't have Tammy, Rashford, Ings, Rich, Martial, Kuhn, Mares. Everyone cool and good. Like I feel like I legit don't own anyone that's even good to own. Like I just have the basic template motherfuckers, like Kev and Vardy and Mo and you know Lundy or whatever. And then everything else is just a steaming pile of shit. Like I, well, yeah, well, Sar Sar looked good again. I mean, yeah. Sar's a good a good diff, you know. Yeah, it's like okay, mm-hmm. I, I made my transfer. You know, Kane and Stevens out, so I I net like four points there, and 
fine. And I, I net four points and I'm still on 49. I'm still a game week rank of five and a half million. Like, I think yeah. about wild carding always, especially after bad weeks. And then I also just think, I can't help but think about, like, yeah, I'll probably do well for a couple of weeks after I wild card if I do wild card this early. And then I'll probably start making transfers and bad management decisions and just actively, like, destroy my team. And 10 weeks from now, I'll be in the exact same spot with the exact same sneering pile of shit and just be like, fuck, I don't know what to do, you know? So I'm just down, as usual, for the season and last season. I mean, it's just last season was really the beginning of me being horrible. And it just, you know, seamlessly transitioned into this season. There's really, like, to me, there's no difference. It feels the same. Like, everything I do is wrong. I see all the angles. I don't have the stones to play them. (laughs) Fucking knish in my ear. And it's just like, (laughs) you know, that's life, dude. You know, I'm not doing this for the thrill of fucking victory. It's like trying to just grind out these fucking game weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the margins and the variant, like the margins are so slim and the the variance is so high that you know when you have like five players, like where most of your, our budgets are all like Mo, like the guys you mentioned, Kevin Mo, like Vardy, it's hard to to gain on the field. Like it's hard to figure out how to position, you know, the, yeah. the eighth through eleventh players who can really give you a chunk rise or something. And you know, then that there's the, the two sides of the coin where it's like, okay, do you go differential or do you consolidate and try and get you know the, the template type players that everyone's got and, and try and like go steady? And you know, I mean, there's still even though it feels like you know the season's almost over, like it's not. I mean, it's only game week twenty two. We're barely halfway over the line, right? So, oh yeah, it's like I I know in my logical side of my brain, it's not like I see. Like the people who win the, the the mug every month, like our our Patreon like mug league or whatever, like a lot yeah. of them are one point one million on like you know whatever December first, and then end the game with like twenty k. You know that's what it takes yeah. to win the mug, but it's like that just shows it's possible, you know. And yeah, I yeah. know deep down it's there. I just also have this like constant dread of just like well this is going to be a bad decision and it's like I tweet it as like self-deprecating sort of joke when I'm like you know me on the pod like I'm going to get Coon and Captain Coon and then like me in real life I get like DCL and SAR and like you know drop 150,000 places but it really does feel like I I get a lot of things right, I think, on every podcast. I mean, we both do. You know, like we we talk about the right guys. We t- we pick out like oh, we don't like Captain Vardy this week. You know, like shit like that. Um, and I even get that. I I hear that back to me from people on Slack, from like Derek, from Nate, from Jason. You know, like oh, I just like Nate this week was like I just did what you said to do, and I got Richarlison and someone else good, and he's like, and they both hauled, and I was like, oh, fucking great. But <laughs> I just don't. Whatever skill that is, and I don't know what that is. I I can't seem to harness it for my own team. Uh, I'm there's like a gap in like my managing and my potting or whatever or like analysis or whatever so i that's still the mystery that i don't know i still don't know the bridge to gap those two things but it's there yeah. it's definitely there i think you know i mean i was listening to the surgery pod the other day you know it's, it's the only pod I, I listened to and they had a little section where they were kind of talking about how 
it was like two random guys and like the co-host or whatever about how they intake or digest like information. Right. And one of the guys was kind of talking about how uh, like interacting with people on the Slack, like the surgery Slack or whatever, versus reading articles and and taking in podcasts where it's like a one-way kind of intake versus like a back and forth, which you have on Slack, right? Right, right. He was kind of talking how... He's trying, and he's been doing worse the last couple's. This guy, I, I mean, I, I don't know your name. I'm sorry, whoever you are out there, love you, love sounds, you. Love it you. sounds like me, to be honest. Yeah, but but he was kind of talking about how it's he's he was a, better able to filter like the one way information coming in, but once he starts to have dialogue with other people. That that's when he starts to like have second guess, like second guessing himself basically, and like you know mm. thinking like past the gut feeling or the gut reaction of like what he wanted to do initially or like I mean I'm obviously subjectively paraphrasing this of what I took in from this this is not what he said exactly it's no, really interesting that makes makes yeah, you know, I mean, sense for sure yeah no it was a good I mean it was like a little eight eight ten minute discussion there kind of like second half of it it was yeah it was interesting because you know it's always interesting from like a psychological standpoint of how we how we do you know and you know they they have the normal throwouts of like oh more players like Information's being spoon fed on the app, like you know all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. but like you know, it's harder to get good ranks there. Like, of course, yes, we got that. But just like for us, when we you know, like we you know, we talk about kind of things we think that we're good at with FPL and, and things that we're not so good at, and it's you know maybe maybe there's something to that about just like you know you, you I know that you always kind of focus on. What what is was your first thing that you wanted to do, or like what did we talk about on the pod on Monday? Because by the time it gets to Friday, you forgot what we talked about, oh, totally. and then you have all these all this other kind of noise, and then like maybe that that's something that is more difficult for you specifically. I don't know. Yeah, that but, makes sense actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have had this feeling all season where I've I've wanted to like better remember what we talk about and do that by sort of like writing down my moves or something like that on a. On a Monday or whatever, when I'm editing the pod, writing down what we talked about, but I obviously haven't been doing that, so maybe I'll I'll yeah. try to do that. But enough yeah. about me, though. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, but I but I, like I, I do think it's you know a valuable like exercise to just take a step back of you know the and you know, they were talking about Twitter. You know, it's like all of this shit gets regurgitated everywhere, and it's like you know it is a very like the sheep or the hive or whatever of what the community discourse is of like who's good and who's bad or like what's good and what's bad. Right. Like they were talking about Aguero, right? or like he's like oh well everyone is or like Mars like everyone's saying there's so much risk. So how could you? But then at the end of the day, it's you know it's you know it's it's pros and cons in hindsight, of course, but just taking a step back for everyone, like listening to our pod or whomever, however you get your information to kind of think again, like as we are a little past mid-season, like how do you make your decisions? Like how, yeah. what are the influences? Like, you know, our, our, our behavior with this or, or our decisions, like we want to make sure that we're still in control, right? And, and it's not that we're falling into some type of like automaton, just like doing what everyone else is saying is good or something, right? And, and still using our skills and our ability to and analyze how we do, like SAR or whatever. You know, we, we watch the games, we're like, oh, well, fucking Wofford are good. Like, you know, okay, I get it. Like Madison, you know, whatever everyone else yeah. is like, oh, he's so much safer. Like they're top four, or whatever. It's like, okay, well, I'm seeing something different the last couple, right? And, and just like evaluating yeah. how, you're, how you're choosing. Is just it, kind plays of a, in, it plays in with that thing that we talked about earlier about just I mean by earlier I mean like two months ago like about trusting our guts and stuff like that too yeah. it, it's definitely a, a, along those lines but yeah. yeah, but so the other side of the, the thing I got two questions for you and your team just before we even like 
go into the, the <laughs> flight path of your team this week. But Arrow Cobbler on Reddit said, is Walsh officially back in love with the game after Coon's quadruple return? And then Jeff D said, can you talk about what it feels like to fly? Because I don't even remember. I need some role-playing ASMR type of FPL content. <laughs> so um, on to your team. No, I mean, it's... You know, I I've I mean, this season's been like a new experience for me specifically because I've been doing really poorly in, in general, and normally I'm like knocking at the door, and I'm a lot more like kind of concentrated on yeah. you know the, the the decisions or like FPL output, and because I've been doing so poorly, I've kind of like over the last two months or so, sort of like distanced myself from how my team's doing week to week. And I've been like having a lot more fun just watching games and like talking on Slack and laughing and having fun kind of on that kind of standpoint. And it's been kind of fun, you know? Yeah. But I mean, this is um, your best rank since game week 12. You went, you really fell into like a fucking quicksand of hell. And it seems like this week was like you busting out of it, sort of. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had 97. I had a good week. Um, I Captain Coon and then, I mean, Baby Will came in oh. with ten. That was that was a great great move by me. I mean, he should have had seventeen. <laughs> yeah, that, that goal was. I cannot believe that he missed that goal. It was eighteen. Ridiculous. He would have got max bones for sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just hit all over the place. I got you know like Tony scored, Mo assists, Kevin, Trent, Lundstrom. You know, Schmeichel even chipped in with four with a bap and shit. So, yeah, I mean, it, it looked good for me this week. Um, I mean, you had two you had two blanks. You had Neil and Pereira. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's like I, I was like, okay, cool. Like my team did well, but I'm not, you know, I, I didn't feel like the normal feeling I do when I have a really good game week. Honestly, it's kind of strange. I don't know. Like I, I like, and maybe that is also like, you know, we're on Slack all the time, and you know, everyone's like posting their scores and things. Like maybe it's desensitizing me because it's just like I don't care. Like I don't care what anyone's doing. Like I, like I, I mean, I want to do well. Yeah. But I also am just like having fun, like more fun, kind of like in the process of like us potting and talking about players and right. thinking about the decisions and watching the games and seeing what trends, you know, or you know who looks good, who looks bad, like more from that standpoint. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's well, good, it's also you know? like you're still 280k. I think that's a factor. Like if you yeah. went from yeah. 250 to 100k, you'd probably be a lot more excited than yeah, going probably. from you know shit yeah. house to 280. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not like, I mean, I'm closer within like touching distance of like. Respectability, I suppose, but it, it's still not like what I imagine. Like still, before like, game week one, ever game week twenty two rank probably. Yeah, and I mean it's good. It's still you know hopeful because I I got a big chunk this this week and you know there's there's a lot of time to go and I you know I could see a path to you know some you know having an okay year at the end of the day. But yeah, that's where I'm at. You know, so it's good. Good job by you. Um, housekeeping. So, shout out to the FML Field Prize League slash Mug League leader for so far for January. Victor Sterner, aka FC0101. Similarly to you, he flew with the Coon Cap. Great job by both of you. Shout out to the leader of the FML Field Public League, Thomas New, aka his team name is Seasons Over Lads. So, I don't know what that means, but he's flying. He's number one in Taiwan. Number one in the Mustang Premiership League, so who cares about his overall rank? He's just flying. He's number one in everything that matters. Okay, bro. So moving on. Any anywhere particular you want to start? You want to get into? 
I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of questions. I think we could maybe use that to kind of go, like, yeah. we, like we've been doing recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I try and group them up by topic, and we got, obviously, a ton of questions about Liverpool and West Ham and the double. Um, so let me just read these all. It's going to be an overwhelming amount of questions, but let me just read them, and then we can kind of go through. So Will and Jeff on Slack, 0.5 between TAA and Rabo now. Is Trent worth it over Rabo? Same question for Rabo versus VVD. Will H, is a three-week Allaire punt worth it? He's home Everton, double game week, home Brighton. Then you can fuck him off for Ings. Uh, dying alone. Walsh, classically a fan of triple Liverpool D or triple any D. Good shout if it allows you to get Coon <laughs> and play four three three. Flem on Slack. Is it time to stack up on Pool D? And if so, is it vital moving forward for the combo of Robbo and Trent, or do we save for VVD or Gomez? And then lastly, John John on Slack. Is it worth thinking about Bobby for my third Liverpool slot, or do we just trust in the two magical midfield boys? So a lot of action. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just first talk about the uninteresting topic of West Ham. I mean, Flappy's dead again. Is there anything or anyone there? I mean, Felipe kind of came off with a knock. Is there anything here? Yeah, I mean, Will H was asking about Allaire. I mean... It just feels completely insane to me. Yeah, they're so bad and there's so many good forwards, too. Yeah, it's... I mean... Like, if Ings had... Away Liverpool three times in a row, I would still be like, ah, just get Ings. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, it's just, is it worth transferring him out, transferring in all there, transfer back out? Like, that's eight points already. It just seems stupid and bad, I think. Yeah. And I mean, from the defender standpoint, like they have two really bad fixtures. You might get, you know, negative points. I mean, Masuaku played at a position 4 2, but he got subbed early and was like bad. I feel so like the keeper's the only one because they're not going to keep cleans. There's almost 0% chance. So maybe whoever starts a keeper, home Everton, maybe they can rack up some save points or something like that. But yeah, I mean, Martin, I guess, looks like the I, guy I again. I mean, they're trying to sign someone, so who the fuck knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, there was talk about Neil Etheridge, which, you know, he'd be straight oh. in. He'd be straight <laughs> fucking in. Oh, Neil. Okay. Honestly, triple cap. Like, the chance triple of cap, cap, Neil. saving pens and shit, like, that would be great. Yeah. So It's high. Yeah, it's high. But yeah, West Ham basically, no, it just seems bad. Yeah, I think that they're just enough worse than any other option who you either have in your team or they're competing against. Like, if they had two really good fixtures in 24, like, okay, we could talk, but it's just, yeah, it's just. I mean, honestly, looking at their team, the guy that I think is the most valid, and this is going to sound so stupid, but hear me out, is Declan Rice. Declan Rice at 4 7. Just be. Just because he's four seven, like he can easily be your fifth mid. You know, everyone has like Dendonker and Stevens and like some piece of shit, and like he's probably gonna get you four, maybe five points or something like that. And that's better than like whoever your normal fifth mid is or your worst defender is often. And it's like, sure, you can start him in the double, you know, like yeah. But who would you start him over? Like, why would you start a four point? Ceiling? I'm just saying, like, say you have Lundstrom as your normal starter, and he's home city. That's like that's a game where like your fifth mid can come in and do a job and help maybe get you something. Yeah, I mean, it's stupid. Okay, it's so, stupid as hell. But like, it's it's <laughs> really that's how. 
how, that's how bleak that's it how is. Dire, dire straight. So Liverpool. I mean, Firmino came in with another, you know, good performance, good goal. Yeah. Are you still kind of same place last week of you know too expensive, too tough to fit him in? You know, better better points elsewhere. Or are you starting to warm up more to that? I mean, I am starting to warm up more a bit because he was so good against Spurs. He had like the most shots, most chances created, most everything, and and his goal was really good. But it's still just like so risky, and he's so expensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. it might pay off huge. He's pretty streaky in in the good way and the bad way. Like, he can blank for nine game weeks in a row, and he can just like haul for five game weeks in a row and I don't know which one it's going to be but I I don't feel good about it but there are obviously way worse punts in the world than you know a double game week for me now so I don't yeah. like despise it or anything but yeah I yeah. just don't think it's worth it yeah I mean I'm seeing like you know a lot of people are rash for it obviously right and and you know that that's something people are looking at but right. I still just feel like the value in defense is you know, yeah. Even though they're premium price, like I'd rather probably have that like second defender with between like oh. Trent, Robbo, Van Dyke than than spending that premium on Bob. And- yeah, like, to me, that's not even close. Like even Gomez is four million cheaper. Like yeah. I, that's just not close to me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Bob's good on bonus. Like I get, you know, you know, I can, I get the argument. Yeah, I, totally. I do. I it it does, you know. Slightly bother me when people go like really ham about like comparing home and away this season. It's like, let's also recall that, you know, a sample size of eight games versus nine games is not, you know, really it's definitive. Meaningless. Yeah. It's pretty meaningless. And, you know, even still with Mane and Mo, people are like, oh, I have Mane and Mo. Like, who should I cap? And it's like, okay, like Mane, like five goals away, Mo, four, like XGA, like difference of point yeah, oh, yeah. two. It's, uh, it's like, thinking right, too much. Guys. That's like, yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Like, watch the last few games and just like look at maybe who's playing fullback for the two teams they're up against, like who's more shit or, you know, something like that rather than really like diving into the stats of those small sample sizes right. with, with Bob, you know, but. Because they, you know, they do have the two way games, of course. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still with you on that. I think, I think that it's yeah. just, uh, it's just, he's just expensive. He's and, just expensive. You know, I, like it's very yeah. possible he could come out from the double with two, two goals and two assists and sure. max bones in both games. That's yeah, super sure. possible. And yeah. he can also blank from game week 23 to game week 29. Even yep. though the fixtures are all green, and that's also super possible. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't even a, mean he's playing badly. <laughs> you know, uh, like it's yeah. just his role and and the nature yeah. of the team. Yeah. So, what else are we looking at with Liverpool? I mean, I, we've we we did touch this last week, but is there anything new? I mean, about you know two mids versus two defenders, or honestly, I'm like sick of talking about it. I don't think there's that much new, and I think a lot of these questions of like, is he worth it over him? Is he worth it? Like the more expensive guy tends to be better. Yeah, they're um, more expensive for a reason. Yeah, more expensive for a reason. More, you know, price rising for a reason. But you know, not every team is built the same. If you can get to Trent over Rabo, then I would get to Trent. If you can't get to Trent, then I would get Rabo. If you can't get to Rabo, right. I'd probably go Gomez. You know, it's like right. simple as that. I do think that Gomez is still like somehow being overlooked. Like I would rather have Gomez than VVD. He's one point two million cheaper. I'm still nervous about that because I I'm looking at them for you know till April and I don't want to spend a transfer. You're scared of him player. losing the spot, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of football and a lot of time yeah. to go from you know today January to like you know kind of game week thirty ish. Yeah. 
Champions League comes back in, I'm still nervous that there's going to be a rotation there or there's going to be something going on where it's going to fuck me. I just don't know if that... I I agree that it's obviously riskier, that there's no question there, but I just don't know if it's worth... Like, how much money is it worth the gamble? You know, like... Well, so, I mean, I think it is... If Gomez is 4-2, then would it just be automatic Gomez? No, yes, yes. But, I mean, I think a million, it's... The other thing, too, is, like, looking at the second player, like, what does that million get me? It's like, do I need someone in, like, the ever... Like, do I give a fuck that much about getting, like, Dean or Sadibe? Or am I okay getting, like, Egan? Like, I'm fine getting, you know, Egan or, you know... Yeah, that that So that's the other thing, where I I just feel like that security is something. And, you know... And he has the goal threat, you know, VVD. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, it depends on the texture of your team. But, I I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking about there a little bit. But I do do agree with you that Gomez is still being somehow overlooked. And, you know, 5-2, it's it's still good value. I mean, he got a yellow card, he still got a bonus point last weekend. I mean, he's, he's getting good CBI... You know, Van Dyke's kind of like sitting behind him, right? I mean, he's he's getting the CBI because he's coming up forward more. Yeah, right? it's so he's like, getting more. It's like an old school, like high school formation. Yeah, it's yeah, like there's stopper a stopper and a sweeper. Yeah. It's funny. It's like Derek playing stopper, a Don playing sweeper. It's great. Oh, good. Oh, goodness. Okay. But um, one thing that we have not talked about, I haven't seen people talking about this really because deceptively there's like oh six days between the games they're not and they'll rest in the FA Cup like blah 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 but between the second game in game week 24 and the match in game week 25 there's two days off and and the match in game week 25 is home Southampton it's much more difficult than away West Ham I I see rotation I don't know why there wouldn't be you know like once once champs starting up is that is that, that going to be that no, week? That, that's well, then, still but the, February. Yeah. But so let's also we also have to look at this though. Then there's a two week break. So this is the same exact thing that happened a month ago, that's where fair. they had those three games and he pushes them for those three, and then he's like, "All right, take a few days off and like no no training." And so you know, I mean, there he's he's going for the title, and I think he's probably in their ear about, "Listen, boys, like." If you know, if we keep doing this when it's April, like you guys don't even have to fucking worry about it. Like we're gonna have five games left, and it's gonna be a Champions League two, like semifinals, finals, yeah, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. Right. I, I just yeah. mean like because you were mentioning you you want a triple cap Trent, and it, you know I think that's fine, but I'd be slightly worried of him not playing one of the games. Yeah, I mean I and I'm all I mean now with Kuhn, I mean we will get to it but I mean I'm I'm kind of feeling it's kind of silly to to take hits and and switch Kuhn to Mane at this point for me. So I am I am also looking at Van Dyke and maybe trouble captaining him. Yeah, it's just so fucking safe. Yeah. I like it. I think I like it a bit more. What do you think about the triple D? I mean, did we talk about that already? I, I don't know. So I we we didn't really talk too much about it, but I, I think basically first of all it's really Unless if you're on wild card, I don't really know how their teams like even near triple D because pretty much everyone's got you know one of the mids at this point, right? And you know if you can't redistribute like freeing up your twelve million guy to to someone else, you know even if you go down to Mares, like if you don't put the four million back in right away, it's it's going to be not look as good. But I think it's just the the thing that's a little bit maybe different today than than last week is looking at City. I mean with Aguero and Mares and the way that they they rolled. Rolled Villa, that they might have the little swagger back. Is that you know that that's somewhere to put the money, and yeah. it's it's a huge differential. I mean, I, it's it's certainly not something you know if you're trying to consolidate rank, it, it doesn't seem like that's a good play. You know, you, you probably want to have you know a safe a safe option with Mane and Mo. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. 
But you know, I, I think it's definitely something you know worth worth thinking about. If they're cleaning every other, you know, I mean, they've just rattled off a ridiculous run. But you know, if they're cleaning every other, and you feel okay, really captaining Trent, like you're going to probably need to to be there because everyone's going to be on. I mean, looking at Liverpool's fixtures, I feel like that's you know something that you're going to have to consider. Yeah, I just Covering, wonder if it's too risky. Like, are you? Yeah, because you're leaving yourself. So exposed to Mane caps and Salah caps, and the fixtures after the double are absurdly good. So everyone's going to keep captaining whichever guy they have, you know, probably. So yeah, it does. It does feel a little loose. It might just be just. It might just destroy you, and you're basically gambling that like whatever mid you get instead, or forward you get instead, or whatever is going to outscore them in. Home Southampton, away Norwich, home West Ham, away Watford, yeah. home Bournemouth. Yeah, you know, doesn't just, seem great. Doesn't seem great. That seems like a bad gamble. Yeah, as seems, much as seems, I like the triple D, yeah, yeah, it seems bad. Yeah, yeah, it seems like. Yeah, I, I agree. As we're talking this out, I'm I'm seeing your light. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's move on to City because you know obviously they did what they did. They did the dirty thing. We also got a million questions, so let me go. Simple mug on psych. With Mares in the middle of a pretty great run of form, would you place him above the other mid price mids, Matto, Tony Gloves, Rich, etc. when it comes to which of them is best to own for the foreseeable future? Brad also on Mares, he's played ninety and four of the last five and has points to show for it. Is he an option? Al on Slack, is it gonna is going triple city attack asking for trouble with the rotation or could it be a great differential to get ahead? Jeff, would you go from Vardy to Kuhn? And Ricky, how important do you think it is to bring in a second city attacking asset? I mean, it's rare, I feel like. in it. I mean, I guess it does happen at some point in every season, but like, I feel like the magnitude of that fixture, especially being the last one in the game week with everyone watching, I feel like everyone is just freaking out to get City and not sure what to do and like <laughs> taking hits and transferring guys out and everything. It's just, I don't know. What are you, what are you yeah. thinking about Mara's and stuff? I definitely agree. I think this is like a big overreaction, kind of like a kind of an overcorrection of like how do I only have Kevin kind of thing when they yeah. put six up and he was kind of playing DM again. I mean, even though he put in two assists, I mean, he I don't think he had a shot in the game. I, I have to check the stats, but I mean, he was certainly playing more reserved again, kind of two games in a row for him, yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, you know. We talked about Mara's what last pod or, or two ago or whatever about just kind of like that differential and yeah, I mean eight five. It's you know I guess we were, I think we were talking about Ollie replacements because we were kind of um, cold on you know how they're going to look without without and, Harry. And, and they had Liverpool coming up. Yeah, and they had Liverpool coming up, right? But you know it's all this. I mean, Kuhn's a fortune. I don't know. I mean, getting to him is is difficult if if you haven't already structured your team like to do that. They they have tough fixtures coming up, which I mean I get from an attacking standpoint, it doesn't really matter, but you know, just throwing that out there. And you know, the the rotation of what Pep's gonna do is also just question a big question mark. So if you can get there, you know, and you and you wanna you wanna gamble on some of that upside, I mean Mara certainly has looked good, right? We've been talking about how the, this kind of stretch is the best that we've we've seen him in a city shirt. Yeah, I mean Raz is getting dropped and Mars is just hauling every game. Yeah, I mean, they look so much better without Raz. I don't know what's up with that, but yeah, I mean, I, I still, it's still City, right? I mean, you back and always will them to put four up on someone over like a Liverpool. You know, they just don't play the same kind of style, the yep. same game. 
So, you know, that nothing's changed there. It's just that this season, other than Kevin, we've seen kind of Kuhn start well, then die, then like kind of nonsense up there. We've seen Raz play on the sideline and look like a fucking piece of shit for months. And then we've seen everyone else kind of in and out of the team. So we haven't really had that second or, or third guy. But yeah, Mares and, and Kuhn certainly look like they're coming back into the reckoning. And, you know, with Kuhn as well, right? We, we were kind of gambling or, or hoping or thinking that, yes, he was injured. He came back. They had a pile up. It was kind of iffy. And then, you know, they had that Port Vale game and then the midweek, you know, whatever. But he, this, you know, just reinforces kind of to me that, you know, he is the first choice striker. And yes, like Jesus played with him. But, you know, when he's fit, Pep starts him as long as it's not going to be kind of a a long term risk for his health, if, if you know that kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. And you know nothing's really changed. You know whether or not he prioritized league or Champions League when Champions League comes back. You know who who knows? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, it's still a month away. Yeah, it's still a month away. So I mean, we still have you know a few games until then. So you know I I'm I'm probably going to just hold him for a little while. But you know buying him in, taking hits, I, I'm not sure about that. Right? I mean, removing players like like. You know, Vardy. like how, how, what's the route? Yeah, like to like, what do you think about Vardy? I'm seeing people like really panicking about Vardy. Do you do you are you there with, with Vardy? I mean, I still think Vardy's good. Long yeah. long story short, I still think he's good. But we we should do a bit of Lester after this because there's a lot okay. of Lester questions too. But okay, okay. yeah, I mean, I still think Vardy's good. I mean, Jimenez will probably still get his points. Like Rashford's obviously good. You know, here I am with my dick in my hands telling everyone on Friday my life, like, captain your Manchester United players. And everyone on Slack's like, thanks a lot, I captain Manchester United players. And I'm like, cool, I captain Jimenez. It's going great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I do think that Kuhn is probably going to outscore everyone at forward, you know, until, until you know, Champions League's back and maybe he gets rotated or something. I mean, there's, we have like, 10 years of data to support that, you know, when yeah. he's fit, he's the best, yeah. you know, it's just, and I mean, I, I think also, yes, Villa were, I mean, they're a fucking horrible team, obviously, but I mean, his performance, like that 90 was like immaculate. I, I mean, he was all over the pitch working the whole game. He had that snapshot back, right? I mean, his goals were yep. pretty well taken, all of them. Like he blasted one from outside the box. He had that one from near, near, like close yeah, range his, that he just like whistled over past his ear. I mean, he, he could have had four. I mean, he, he fell over once. He, he scuffed one. Uh, he was just re- really good. I mean, probably not since, you know, August, September did he put in a game like that in the league, just the way he looked. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like there, I think for sure. But you know, it's still you know looking at your team if, if you don't have him and you're looking to get him in after he puts up 20 is like okay. Well, let's also remember right he's now 11 eight like he's pretty much second third most expensive player in the game. What are you sacrificing to get him in? Like how much? Are, how many times are you going to captain him in the near term? Like over Liverpool players, like probably not that much. Like they have home West Ham in 26. They have home Burnley in 30. Other than that, probably not going to captain him. Yep. They have home Palace this week. So you know, make sure that you're not just like, oh my god, he scored 20. I don't have Kuhn. I need to get Kuhn. Right? It's 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 looking at what you're going to be giving up as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But another thing that I was thinking about when I was just daydreaming about getting in Mars because I. <laughs> fucking Mars, but there's a lot of like 
good, cheap guys, startable, good, cheap guys, that first on your bench type of guys. And to me, we talked about this on the last pod, like his average is still so good, even though sometimes he only plays fucking 20 minutes. He'll probably get rested from time to time too because it's Pep and it's City, et cetera. But if you have like a Cantwell first on your bench or a Fleck first on your bench or like, you know, some some guy like that, Fleckino, I mean, he's real. It's It makes it so much more tolerable, right? It's like... yeah. You're not even, and, and and the same is for Kuhn because we know when Kuhn doesn't play, he almost always plays zero minutes, and that's usually really, really bad. But I'm not saying it's good, but it's so much more tolerable when you have guys that are four eight like Cantwell, who when they're in good form, which he kind of is right now, he looks like scoring in every good fixture, and I'm just like. So if your bench is like Rico, Hayden, and Donker, it's it's not good. It seems not as good. <laughs> but fuck Rico. me, you just got a forty. Dude, Rico, bomb, so. we haven't talked about Rico all pod. We're like halfway in. Ricky Ricardo, he uh, getting dropped. He's such a legend. Yeah. What do you think about the dropping? Are you taking it okay? It's tough. Okay, I mean, it's, I, I talked. To- yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to my wife about it a little bit about you know R- Riquinho and all, all that he him, him and his family. You know, there there are my thoughts. There are my thoughts. It's tough. It's a tough time. It's a tough time. You know. Yeah. I feel for him. His points are just zero, negative one, one, zero, one, <laughs> six, one. Wow, that's sixer. Nine zero zero one. Yeah. No, he's he's the best, dude. I've, I I love the, the six pointers away, Chelsea. Has to be. Must do. Got the easiest do. clean of their lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so City, I mean... What about defense? I'm surprised Laporte hasn't made the bench yet. I do think Kuhn's a good option. I mean, I just... What do you think about Simple Monk's question, though, before we go to defense? Just comparing Mares to, like, Matto, Tony, Rich, Triumphant, Sar, even, the guys like that. I mean, like... What should be people's deciding factor of going Mars or going with one of those guys? Because obviously explosiveness, none of them come close. But safety, reliability, minutes. Well, t- Tony's got Tony's got it. I don't know. When's the last time Tony had seventeen points? Well, he had fifteen a few ago, and he has four goals in four games. So okay, okay, okay. that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I I think that. You know something that when we started the pod, and you know you were, you were talking about like your the template guys that we have, and then the the other guys, you know the SARS yeah. that you have or whomever is, yeah. you know I I do I am kind of like feeling a lot more about taking risks on the fringe, like the fringe differential guys, more kind of more I'm more like amenable to doing that now than than I was maybe. Last year, or the year before, of you know, trying to find guys that can spike those braces, because we talk about it a lot, right? I mean, how many midfielders in the game have brace potential? Like you can probably count them on one, maybe two hands. Not yeah, a lot of players have lot. that kind of double. Not a lot of midfielders get enough, you know, volume stats, like chances or and or goal or uh, shot shots to get you know two goals in a game. And you know, those are the things that give you the chunk rises when like your. I mean, of course, like having the combination of all the template guys, like that's fine, that's great, but. You know, having Maddo go like three, six, two, eight, five, like, okay, that's nice glue. But if you have someone like Amares and they spike a couple, 
it's not close, right? So I do like the, or even Rich, like Rich has been looking really good too. I mean, you know, we, we talked about Rich last pod and, you know, they still have a few more good fixtures, but he looks like he's coming into really fine, fine, fine fettle there over the, for Everton. So I, I do like that, that like, if you can swing it, you know, to get that kind of differential guy to be someone who has that explosivity a lot. And I, I don't think there's like that much risk. If it's, you know, if you're not ripping out someone who's like, you know, really good, like, you know, Ollie was a perfect candidate to remove last week. That said, you know, if you have Maddo and, you know, you look at their fixtures, they have Burnley and then West Ham. So is it the time? I mean, I don't think I would recommend anyone to do that. Would you? I don't fucking know, dude. I, I like what you're saying. You're, you're soothing me right now, but I, uh... Do I have the answers? I don't have the answers, man. I mean, Home Palace, that's really good. Is yeah, Mara, if, no, it's, but it, yeah, it's really good. probably going to start one of the next two fixtures, not both. And if it's the away Sheffield one, it's not good. If it's the Home Palace one, it's really good. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, you're definitely playing with fire there, but. Yeah, I think it also depends on just kind of as you know, you as your manager style, like whomever you know is taking this on board is kind of what's your relationship with like risk? Like, are you more, are you okay taking a, a, a greater risk, or do you like you know kind of that plodding along slow and steady? Someone that you you know, Mares is someone you might have to transfer out in four game weeks, like for sure. But you know, someone like Madison or or Richarlison, I mean, you know that they're going to be you know first name on the sheet, fit, they're playing, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be okay and you know there is something to be said about you know minutes right i mean minutes is our points like the margin between mars and richarlison you know it, there is maybe one you know mars maybe a little more explosive as a better team around him but you know you can't score points if you're not on the pitch so you know if you give me 3000 minutes of rich and 2200 minutes of mars like i'm backing rich in that yeah. kind of instance which is kind of where you're looking at the pattern so then it comes down to you know are you going to try and play that mario go round of jumping on and jumping off based on form you know then you're spending transfer so you know of course there's there's a lot of factors to look at here but yeah, I, I think, think you know, I think that I, yeah. that I want to re- re-emphasize that point because oftentimes I say this to people who are like DMing me on Twitter or Slack and with their teams and blah blah blah, and it sounds so basic and stupid, but it's a hundred percent factually true. You can look at every stat you want: xG, shots, chances created, whatever the fuck. I I look at them probably too much for sanity, but the most reliable statistic for predicting points and predicting good picks is just minutes played you cannot score score points if you're not on the pitch if you have someone that's not nailed you never know when they're going to start blah 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 that's bad um it's just as as simple as that every fantasy sport is the exact same way and people get suckered in whether it's fantasy baseball nfl FPL, whatever, of getting the guys who are not nailed, even though they're really good, and blah, blah, blah. And then the coach doesn't always start them, and blah, blah, blah. And and they end up being bad, and you wish you had the guy that was nailed. Yeah. And I mean, listen, right? With Kuhn, I mean, I bought him four weeks ago. He came in for 13 minutes, got me a point. I mean, that was the start where the red card he got, you know, kicked, he got subbed off early. He got eight points on a start against Sheffield. He played zero minutes against Everton, and then he spiked 20. So, you know, I've got two, st- I mean, there were three starts, but it's basically two starts, a zero, and then a point. 
And, you know, those are not good minutes for four games right, right. at all. I mean, I'm getting, you know, basically 180 minutes in four games. I mean, there's definitely an element of luck of like, you know, the stars aligning for him to get a fucking hat trick and an assist against a dog shit team and a spanking. But, you know, that doesn't really, you know, I mean, that's why before the Villa game, you know, I was looking at removing him for, yeah. for Mane. I mean, I think, you know, when you see a player have that kind of performance, it's like, okay, well, it's anathema to, to get rid, right? It's like, I want to hold him because he's doing this and he could keep doing this. And yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, that uh, kind I of thing. I think it's a really good point because if you yeah. just, if you just swap the 20 pointer for another eight point return, which is obviously good. We, we love eight point returns. It's just a goal and, and two bones. Then all of a sudden his average over those four weeks plummets to like four. Four, yeah. And then I'm like, and then what you am wish I you doing? Had fucking Matto or something instead yeah. of them. You wish you had anyone. Yeah and, then it, yeah, and then it's like, what am I doing spending twelve million on someone who I don't know if is going to start every game? You know that kind of thing. Like that's the thing that creeps into our heads as yeah. when you own Kuhn, you know, a player like Kuhn. But yeah, so that was good. Good, yeah. good chat. Good chat. Okay, so yeah, like. We we tease the Leicester talk. Let's just have the Leicester talk. So Pop Potty on side said, "Is Vardy still essential, Leicester?" Wait, wait, wait. What oh. city defense? Oh yeah, defense. yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Um, I mean Laporte. I still am surprised he hasn't made the bench because I thought he was back in full training at least ten days ago. But, yeah, but I he, mean, he, saw he tweeted like, "I might not be ready for a FL, like LOL." Or yeah, yeah, like I see, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think that there's like Stones came back? He's five three. Like, do you, do you think that that's it's too early? Like, we need to see Laporte in. I mean, their fixtures aren't from a clean sheet standpoint, not looking that good. But is that is it just a, still a no go? I mean, there really aren't any options, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I mean, Mendy. I mean, Mendy's fucking. Is Mendy bad? Like, is he actually bad? I just think it might take him a full season to get back to being Mendy. I yeah. think that's possible. I mean, it took Ox a while. Yeah. It, it takes guys sometimes. He had major yeah. reconstructive surgery. It's just, yeah, he doesn't he look recognizable at all to old Mendy. So I don't know what's going on there. Cancelo, I, I still mean, think, I, looks yeah. good. Um, I just don't he just know. He doesn't know how to defend. Yeah, and they're also just like no one's nailed except Fernandinho, who's listed as a midfielder. Well, Stones, though. Stony boy. I mean, he's nailed, and I don't know if he's going to keep his spot when Laporte comes back. Yeah, that's fair. He could just keep Dino there like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go to Lester. Okay. So, Lester. So, Pop Pot is like, is Vardy still essential? Lester haven't been so good at home overall, not good at all recently. Could we be beginning to see a drop off? Danny Farmer. What do we do with Lester's Pereira? He, uh, your best friend Ricardo. Oh, he has eleven points in his last six. Eleven points in his last six. Holy fuck! Lester, only you think I don't fucking know that. I didn't know. Lester only have two cleans in the last nine. Do we stay? Do we trade down to Evans or Soy? Make a move? Blah blah blah. And then last question, Johnny Dion's like Lester struggled against the high press from Liverpool and recently again versus Southampton. Do you think these are isolated or will up- upcoming teams be able to do the same and what and make them less attractive for FPL? I think that question. Yeah, that was a good question. That's exactly what I've been thinking about. Yeah, for the last two days. So the the good the good thing is they play Burnley and West Ham the next two, so they don't have to worry about that. The good but thing, the is bad they thing suck is suck against bad teams. I mean, they suck against good teams. Yeah, and yeah, they have Burnley and West Ham. But yeah, home Chelsea, home City coming up, away Wolves. Even have Wolves. Yeah, that's not good. So I mean, I I think Vardy is kind of. Immune to this conversation, you know, he, I, everyone's again like, oh my God, zero shot. Like he scored a goal that was offsides by a fucking piece of shit hair. So, 
he also returned. So let's relax about Vardy, like must sell. You know, he he was still doing his thing running around, but defense wise, I mean, borrow time, right? Yeah, it seems bad, and no, no, indeed, he seems bad. But again, like I really think that they'll just. I think they'll still keep a clean or both cleans away Burnley and home West Ham. I'm, yeah. I'm beginning to see that pressing shit. It, like they get completely dominated by these teams who high press, but it's really hard to instill a team, instill a high press into a team. It takes a lot of time. It's not like yeah. Sean Dyche is watching the tape and he's like, okay, lads, we're going to transition into being fucking Liverpool. Like if that was the case, everyone would do it. But. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying since I don't know three weeks ago. Like, I'm I'm probably gonna get rid of Maddo from 25 through 27 because I think those they're gonna get dominated. And I I disagree with you. I don't think Vardy's good for those three either. I mean, like he's been basically blanking in every difficult fixture all season. You know, he went on his long run against bad teams. Um, scored against City. Yeah, he scored against City. Blank Liverpool, blank Tottenham, blank United, blank Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Blank. Looking at the yeah. history. Yeah. So okay. you know, I don't, I don't hate getting rid of Vardy. I just still think he's also a good pick for these next two and after yeah. the three. But maybe if, and we haven't really talked that much about wild carding, but if people are looking to wild card early, which I think a lot of people are, myself included. Maybe a good time is after the double game of twenty five when you want to get rid of all your Leicester assets because that seems like yeah. everyone's on three, so that's three transfers already that you're definitely going to want to make on your wild card, which seems like a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing depends on how much value do you have in Vardy. I mean, he's price risen a lot, so if yeah. he is someone that you want to, you know, toss out and then get back, like if you have you know a million in him, that's going to be more difficult, right? Yeah, not, I, for certainly not impossible, but just something to you know no, for definitely, everyone. Definitely. Like, right? I'm yeah. just curious how much is he going to drop? Also, though, I, I just don't. I don't think I. I feel still like he's going to get his fucking bullshit though. Like I still don't think Chelsea are like a good defense. Like yeah. they have them at home. I mean, City are exploitable. Like they yeah. are play their fucking line at. They play their fucking line at that mid. You know, the midpoint of the, of the pitch or whatever. And like he's Wolves are he's fucking definitely not a disaster. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like starting Pereira in any of those games is really fucking bad. Yeah. No, I mean any defender in those three games, you, you're you're lucky to get like a two pointer kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. So so I mean, but you're talking about Maddo also. Like, do you just feel like they're going to be kind of getting dominated? So he's just not going to be there. Or have to play more withdrawn and yeah. I mean, that's just we've seen that consistently all season. I've been thinking about this just like daydreaming about this all day because. It just it clicked in my head. Like I, we should have. I mean, we did see this coming. I was saying, I was the one saying, like, I don't like Vardy cap at all. I would cap this guy, this guy, this guy over him this week, and it's because Southampton are good and they're really good at pressing, and we just have to like augment our brains to understand that. But they just got fucking destroyed by Liverpool and City back to back, and destroyed earlier in the season by Liverpool, and they've been bad. Basically, all season against the top top sides, it's like the opposite of normal normal Vardy. And I, I don't know. Maybe Broad just doesn't know what to do in those games, or it's just too conservative, or I don't know what it is exactly. But yeah, I, I feel like I don't want any Leicester players over those three, if possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and so, I don't know. 
Yeah. No, I, 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 what do you make of the Ndidi injury? I mean, him being out, like, you know, I he also dropped I, Tielemans, like, yeah, I don't was know what that inexplicable. was. Inexplicable. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. what that was. I, and Chowdhury, I mean, like, so I didn't watch that game live. I was kind of experiencing it through Slack. And then obviously I watched Match of the Day, but like, everyone was just going nuts about Soy and like how bad he was. And I don't disagree. Obviously, he didn't have a good game, but. Oh my God, the giveaways and mistakes from everyone in front of him. Like, I thought Chowdhury had like a zero out of 10. Like, Barnes was passing backwards. Maddo was passing backwards and getting intercepted. Like, everyone was just losing the ball. Chillwell, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was just, it just seemed like it wasn't, I don't, I don't know what happened. It just seemed like all, they got like their abilities space jammed out of them for one game. And maybe that was just <laughs> Ralph being Ralph and Southampton just on fire and their press being really good. But I just feel like that's like not possibly how bad they are. It's not possible yeah. that they're that bad. And like, I still think they'll control the game and dominate against Burnley and West Ham. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it could have been one of those where it was just a really bad matchup for them. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was. No, indeed. Like, it was. it was just a really bad matchup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think so. Like, I, I haven't like run the correlation numbers, but I bet you if you do like the highest best pressing teams versus Leicester I'm sure that they've struggled all season because it just seems so clear in my mind that that's what's happening they need yeah, like so, time and space and blah 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 so basically TLDR I mean they have two good fixtures coming up so we're okay holding but yeah. then you know should be looking at exit plans and Vardy is kind of 50-50 call there yeah I think so yeah I mean okay. it's very reasonable I think to get back Leicester guys in game week 28 <laughs> Sure. But yeah, I won't want them 25, 26, 27. I, I guess the one thing though with like, you know, 28, getting them back is it, it kind of coincides a little bit on the back end. But, you know, Sheffield United have a really good run starting in 25. So I guess we have more time afforded, but, you know, you don't need to get them back either, right? No, you, you never you can, need to. Yeah. Yeah. Vardy though is, I mean, he's still like 50% owned and. I, I I think that I mean that's concerning to me. Yeah, I mean I'm just thinking about Desert Bug right now. Like genius Desert Bug transferred out Vardy and Captain Kuhn this week. An incredible move. He's flying. It's possible that Kuhn you know plays 90 minutes over the next two game weeks and doesn't score. And Vardy, Vardy and, puts up 25 points in the next two. Yeah, and it's just back to yeah. the same. You know, right. so yeah, yep, yeah. That's interesting, but yeah, that's that's about it on Leicester, I think. Um, all right. We got all these Jimenez and Wolves questions. I, it's so fucking triggering, dude. I don't want to talk about Jimenez <laughs> and Ings and Wolves and shit. All right, let's not. Okay, maybe we'll come back to them. Let's just go to some. Let's just do some questions, non non grouped questions. <laughs> Um, Jeff D again, pick one to bench Adama, Todd, or Tony. I don't know. I don't care. What, what are we? We're doing specific team advice now? I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Adama's away Southampton, Todd is home Bournemouth, and Tony's uh, away Liverpool. Yeah. Let's start Todd. Yes, I, I like Todd. Um, Pol Pot and Al. Pol Pot. <laughs> <laughs> 
rip Cambodians oh everywhere. Oh my god, holiday and fucking Pol Pot. <laughs> Who would you rather have over the next few weeks? Trossar, Decore, Sar, or Grealish? So all of the sort of like six million ish. Lower. Pot Camarouge only has reds on his team. <laughs> <laughs> no blues on his FPL oh, team. No. <laughs> so um, much bloodshed. <laughs> Sar, what was it? What was it? Mid Sar, Grealish, Trossard, or Ducore? I mean, definitely not Ducore. Definitely not Trossard either, right? I think it's between Sar uh, and Trossard. Grealish. Yeah, I, I. Why definitely not Ducore? I feel like he's been so good. I think Sar is just objectively better. So much better. He's he's a lot more. Ex- well, not a lot, but he's more expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's point six. six. Yeah, point six. I mean, Ducore five six is ridiculous price. Yeah, no, he's good, and he's playing number ten, and I like him. He's and- never gotten a run like in this position in FPL before since he's come to England. Yeah, his numbers are okay. They're yeah, not, not great. great. Yeah, Sar's numbers are really good. No, yeah, Sar. I definitely think Sar is the is the one of that lot. I mean, you know, Jack has been jacking his life away all year, but yeah, all he does is jack. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> They're just so bad. It's it's like an embarrassment how bad they are. It's just a diabolical collection of humans playing. It's just they're so outclassed. It's hard. It's, it's just one hard of the to... most like fascinating psyche psyche experiments of like keeping your manager just because they got he got you up. Like that yeah. that blind English faith to your manager who got you up is just fascinating to me. It's like He's obviously not the man to keep them up. I think everyone knows that, and most Villa fans probably know that, but they're kind of okay with it. I don't know if they're okay with it. Some are. Some yeah, maybe aren't. some are. I yeah. I it is an interesting right thing where you obviously have are indebted to you know the manager getting yeah. up from the championship is such a big ask. It's such a difficult thing to do. It's such a hard task, but. You know, there has to come a time when you're, you know, when you watch the product and the performances and the data and everything's pointing towards like we're just going to go straight down if we don't do something different. Like this man's just not doing it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's very, they're very bad. So I, yeah, I like Sar. I mean, you you brought Sar in this week. I, I I like Sar. Yeah, I like Sar, and I also like Grealish for the upcoming good run. But yeah, Sar Sar seems really good. Um, yeah, Dewitt on Slack is McCarthy. The one of the better keeper shouts right now, given Southampton's form and their decent fixtures and his price. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there was a really good FFS article about Southampton defense. I really, I didn't realize how good the underlying stats were. Oh They're like gosh. top three. Yeah. I mean, it's like them, Liverpool, and, and Manchester United kind of top three in terms of all those like underlying, you know, shots yeah, in the yeah. box allowed and big chance, like blah, 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 all that bullshit. But yeah, I mean, McCarthy at 4 3 is just a joke. And, you know, Steve Jack Stevens four three also. I mean, I, that's who I'm looking at maybe bringing in this week. But yeah, I mean, he's yeah. They have a really good fixture run. Uh, they only have one like game where you don't want to start the player gaming twenty five at Liverpool really until end of March. Um, yeah, it looks like a really good time to buy Southampton assets. They're really well priced. I, I don't mind a double either. You know, McCarthy and a defender. Yeah, yeah. I don't really see anything that's not so, especially a four three for the goalkeeper. That's like what we dream of for a team that's not incompetent. <laughs> that's so that's very rare for us in FPL to have someone who's, you know, sub four five on, you know, a team like this that has been putting in good performances, right? Yeah, no. I'm just triggered because 
Gone. Yeah, exactly. The gun, the gun era. <laughs> the last time they looked really good and kept a bunch of cleans and blah, blah, blah. Smart Alon brought in Gwon. They got me one, 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 two, zero. And they got dropped and abandoned for life. And now they're good again. And everyone's like, yeah, McCarthy's at that. And I'm just like sitting here like, I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've killed Walsh with the gun talk. Oh man, not okay. Not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is the soup moment. <sighs> oh man. Okay, Maxon's like, how do we differentiate between what's point chasing and what's getting in guys who will keep scoring? For example, is it too late or the right time to bring in Ings, Mares, etc.? I guess what I'm asking is, how do you play a feel good? Uh, you okay? I need you to take this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I think that's just pure like fallacy, bias shit to not bring innings. And and obviously just like stubbornness and stupid shit like me and Walsh as usual being stupid and stubborn on someone like Ings, but yeah, I mean there's no just because he's scoring there's not any reason for them to stop scoring and they have a good run of fixtures. It's not a matter of being like, oh, he's due to stop scoring or due for a cold streak. That's just like not how life works. His cold streak might happen anywhere. It might happen this week. It might happen 10 weeks from now. It might happen next season. And, you know, it might last the entirety of next season. We've seen that happen. So, yeah, I mean, it's not point chasing to get the best forward in the game right now, who's Danny Ings. Mares, we already talked about how he has other factors and risk and all that stuff, but it's never too late to get Ings. He's still an incredible pick. He's still cheap. He still looks amazing. He just had his like probably best statistic game of his life, I would assume he was that good away Leicester. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, just get the good guys. I mean, the only reason we don't have Ings is because we're just stubborn bastards who hate ourselves and life and everything. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah, get him. He's good. Yeah, and I think, you know, <clears throat> who's how to tell if it's point chasing or not is like looking at the underlying statistics, right? If if the underlying metrics are telling you that there's more to the performances or that it's sustainable, then that's kind of like what, what needs to align with the eye test. Yeah, with the I eye mean, test, I think it was, yeah. I think it was back somewhere around like gaming thirteen or or fourteen or something when Ings started. Kind of, we looked up and we're like, "Oh, Ings has been scoring every game. Like, what's going on?" And we were kind of looking at his. You know, he's getting like every other goal was a giveaway from the center back or the goalkeeper's falling over. And his underlying stats, I remember tipping Joda over him like hard because the underlying stats were not close. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that also only paints half the picture. Like, there's a little bit of luck there, but you know. The last couple games, I mean, the Palace goal was also, you know, a gift for Martin Kelly, but the performance against Leicester, you know, the goal against Spurs, you know, he had a brace against Villa. It's the team looks really good, right? Southampton's team just attacking performances as a whole, very cohesive, just look better. Like they've just figured it out and they're, they're doing the the right thing. So yeah, I mean, I think those are the kind of things that you want to look for and that, that can differentiate like a flash in the pan from someone who has a, you know, capability of being a sustained run. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like another example of like someone who would be point chasing and just can't really think of someone offhand. Like maybe like IU puts up nine this week. Like if you didn't watch any Palace of Ars- and Arsenal, like th- his goal was ridiculous, huge deflection. 
like palace are incredibly bad at attacking, probably worse than the division. And someone bringing in IU right now, being like, "Oh, he's off a nine pointer," would just be like insane and bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gil Fiance, like I know it's asked basically every week, but who are your favorite low owned gems right now for us degenerates on wild card? Low owned? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Same shit that we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> Tanganga. I have no idea. Um, Bennett on Slack. A bit like Walsh. I have Aguero, but I captain Menez because I'm thick as two short planks. Okay, good to know. I was planning to ditch him to make Mane slash Salah funds for the double game week. Is it now sensible to hold Aguero and go triple <coughs> Liverpool D instead, or is it simply getting bias up by off one scoreline against a bad team? I, I we kind of talked about this, but I mean, what what? Like if the alternative is taking a hit to go Aguero to Mane instead of going triple D, <clears throat> I don't know what's better. I don't understand how that's like the route. Like who the fuck else is on your team? Like you can't yeah, get the mid by right. holding Kuhn. I don't accept that. Like get rid of Vardy. Like I yeah, think, yeah, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's my issue with that. Yeah. Line of thinking. That makes sense. Um Pot potty again, Pol Pot. Rashford outscored KDB in the last eleven game weeks, seventy six to sixty nine. Are we overlooking him? Yeah, we're obviously overlooking yeah, him. Yeah, like, obviously, don't listen to this podcast if you want like objective Rashford talk, FPL talking head talk about Rashford's brilliance. You're not going to find it here. Yeah, I mean the thing with Rash is we didn't like him. After the City match when he had Everton, Watford, Newcastle, Burnley in a row because of the style of those teams and how Manchester United look against those teams. And that's when you got rid, obviously, of course, you know, he scored, but they still looked mostly bad in those games. Like, I don't think that we were wrong in our evaluation because he scored a 95th minute goal against Burnley. Like, that's not, that doesn't align. And they were obviously horrendous against Arsenal also. What we, didn't talk about is I mean I, I did talk about it on Friday in my life how much I love the home Norwich fixture because they're incapable of parking and they're just the worst team in the league you know and everyone should captain them but we didn't say it I guess on the main pod but yeah I mean when the fixtures aren't those types of games then obviously Rashford's great and Manchester United look good in those other types of games so yeah um Dowski again, Tanganga. Oh, speaking of Tanganga. Tottenham defender at 4.0 is a good enabler. Do we want him over Williams at Manchester United? He got man of the match tonight in the cup. I mean, he, he he's not it's nailed. Just, yeah, I, I think it's just too premature there. Um, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and Williams is good. And he probably won't start against Liverpool, but you could see him starting home Burnley, home Wolves, right? Yeah, yeah, I could. I mean, I think you know he's eighteen. I think he's still going to be managed to a degree, but right, that part of the reasoning about why why I got him in, right? I, I typed up on Lambs. I wouldn't was not surprised. Would it not have been surprising if he didn't play Norwich? It was his third game in a week, but you know the games that I would expect Ole to try and protect him and hide him are games that I want him nowhere near my eleven. So. Yeah, I, I I think Williams is a good you know kind of fifth guy you know certainly better than like a Kelly or a Rico or whomever down there for the uh, for the medium term. Yeah, I mean home Burnley, home Watford coming up in a few. You know, definitely not someone you could play every week, but 
he's also like third for touches in the box kind of shit also. Yeah, so I mean, his numbers he's when he so started attacking, fucking yeah. really good, yeah. And he missed the sitter. I mean, he still got the assist on a pen. Like, how many times does a left back draw a pen? Like, unless if Danny Rose is diving, like, that's Dude, very rare. It was such a dive. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I can't believe I mean, they didn't was... talk about it on, on Match of the Day. I was I watched the replay and, like, started laughing, and then they just, like, yeah, didn't it was, talk about it. it. Was, I was like, okay. <laughs> it was soft. But, you know, the, the, the sitter he got, right? Oh I mean, how many God. left backs have? that chance all year like he has this yeah. engine and he's just getting up there so you know williams uh, i mean understand for- how that chance is 0.71 xg yeah, well, it doesn't follow the left backs who are twelve years old often. So Jesus Christ, that's so but, high. like. But it's also like okay, well, what's the difference between him and ten, ten fucking Jenga, whatever his name is? He's like they're both four zero, but Williams has. First of all, a team that has good underlying defensive oh, statistics, yeah. even better. though if the clean sheets had like not close, and you know he's fighting fat fuck for a spot in the team versus Tanganga, who's like fighting the club captain or whatever, basically with Vert, like Toby who just re-upped, like Serge who's you know fucking a senior professional. He's not incompetent. Like you know where's he fitting Davinson, into? You know, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a tough. Even though yes, the last two games, you know, I would. Say the performance against Liverpool. If Vert was playing instead of him, that could have been a four nil. I'm right. not, you know, saying anything otherwise. He definitely played well, but he, you know, he's a little baby child as well, just like little baby William. So, you know, I, I think it's just not, you know, paying for a clean sheet with no attacking intent there for him doesn't feel like a good, a good yeah, yeah. use of the roster spot. Yeah. Um, and then last question, Aggie Brad, Shag, Mary, Kill. Neil Warnock, Nigel Pearson, Alan Pardew. Definitely killing Nigel, for sure. Would love to kill him. <laughs> Why? What, where does the hate, hatred stem from? I mean, he's just... Did you Did you see... Were you, you were watching the game. Yeah. He's the just sub, like... The weird like sub shit when he like put his arms around yeah. Sar's neck and shit. I mean, he yeah. like he feels like the head of a frat who like shoves shit up people's asses like i don't know dude like he's, ter- he's terrifying he terrifies me he absolutely terrifies me well there was something there there's been scandals of him before too well it was definitely some untoward stuff that happened with him at leicester i mean it was not yeah. like an amicable firing like he crossed lines like he's done that and i feel like he is go he's going from like been on best behavior for five games or something like a couple months. Now he's starting to feel like a big man on campus because the team's been playing well uh, and everyone's blowing smoke up his ass. That now like when I see him like fucking trying to abuse little Ismaili Asar, who's just like a sweet boy from Senegal who's just like happy to be here. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. I and I like feel that. like this is like we're getting into maybe a new new era of the regime where you know, I don't know. Maybe I mean Troy Troy Deeney certainly has. You know, he has the locker room. You know, I think on on, on side, but Pearson scares me. Alon, he scares me. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely. I need to look more into his controversies because I I know that he was like screaming at a fan, telling them to fuck off and die. I know he 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 has some dark past shit. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Okay, yeah, I, I'm on board with that. What, I wouldn't miss him. I'm we're just, f- we're fucking Pardew, right? I don't think so because I want to spend all my life with him. Like I want to <laughs> marry him. I think. <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't want to have to discard Warnock? him. 
Yeah, give me a fucking oh blindfold. My God. Like, Penguin just let it happen. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it's fine. Imagine It'll be fine. You know, it'll Warnock. be like. A, yeah, but the thing, the, the trick about this game is that whoever you marry, you get to fuck all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's. So, that's, you know, that's like you're trading the one fuck for like infinity fucks. Right, right, right. And like, give me Alan all day. Like, we could dance, we could do tango lessons, like, we have some red wine, you know, we. <laughs> you know, it would be. It would I be think, great. I think, I'm I think it would be great. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Yeah, I, I'll, you just, I'll you just gotta close your eyes and yeah, you, just you gotta, gotta close your eyes and just get it done with one, one horrible evening, and then you're, you're yeah, good it's like to go. sacrificing the pawn, the the pensai pawn. Yeah, the pensai pawn. Fifteen pawn. Yeah, yeah. Good, good job by you. All right, let's go on. Captains, where are you on Coon again? No, you no, can't I mean, they're because playing Palace. Palace. Yeah, no, I I oh, feel really rule. good about. I feel really good about Vardy, Captain, this weekend. Actually, I, I think it's like the perfect like reaction game of getting kind of you know abused by Southampton. You know, worst game of your lives. Going to the Fortress Turf Moor slash one of the easiest places to play against you know a couple of actual incompetent center backs who are just among the league worst in my opinion. I think he'll run circles around them. I, I feel really really good about Vardy Captain. I'm surprised honestly that it's not like more. Everyone's like not really comfortable with Vardy. Oh this really? Weekend. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit touchy yeah to me he i mean I, even when i was sitting with nate watching watching the games on sunday he was like look on his phone and he was like well vardy's an obvious cap this week like it's just i agree with you like i yeah i'm also in a position where i don't really have anyone else that good like maybe kev i guess but to me i'm just like yeah vardy seems like easily the best uh, i don't know i i the the one thing with kev i've seen a lot of people on him i i think you know two games in a row is definitely enough to spook spook me off him i mean he's been playing DM the last two games. I mean, you know, the assists were from kind of those just picture perfect crosses, but you know, he's not shooting really. I mean, yeah, he's he got a goal a few ago against against Villa and one shot against Everton. Yeah, I mean, I'm not captaining that. Like, I that's not something I want a piece of. So, yep. yeah, I like Vardy. Yeah, I like Vardy a lot. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I mean, Kuhn, you know, certainly fine. Yeah, like, if that's you want Kuhn, I'd captain Kuhn. Yeah, yeah, definitely fine. Yeah, all right, seems good. Um, okay. What about Jimenez? <laughs> fucking kill me, dude. Just fucking kill me, dude. That was the most baffling thing of like the world, that performance from Wolves last week against Newcastle. All right, well, let's just transition there because we're going to talk about our teams. And I, I avoided all the Jimenez questions in, in the main part because they were too triggering. But I have this theory that maybe they're just tired. I mean... He gets run into it's the catching ground. Up to them. He plays ninety every week. They've had a lot of matches this season. We yeah, know that when they were playing two matches a week, they were horrible, and he was horrible. Yep. And Europa League fixtures start in a month. <laughs> They're just off the pileup, maybe, and they have really some of the worst fixtures you can imagine coming up. Yep. I may have yeah, just bought him at the absolute worst time to buy him. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be unlike either of us or yeah. you to have done that, but I, I, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, his next four fixtures, which are the next four before Europa League starts back up again, are away Southampton's horrible, home Liverpool horrible, away Manchester United horrible, home Leicester horrible. Like, I, he's a disaster. Like, I need to get rid of him, and I fucking hate him and myself um, for getting him. So, 
LOL, Jimenez wins again. You know, I try and get on board, get the points. I don't get the points. I avoid him for weeks one through 19. He gets all the points. It's just, you can't beat Jimenez. So you can never beat the house. I don't know. The VIG is just too high. Jimenez is the fucking rake, man. Um, So are you looking at getting rid of him now? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. All right. What are you going to just go to Ings? I mean, I could go to Kuhn. I could go to Ings. I could do a lot of things. Hmm. I I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I just felt like that was a fine transition because I want to get rid of him because he's fucking horrible. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, okay. DCL, like, what do you think about DCL after this week? Can you talk sense again. to me? He was great, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was great. He, he like, should have had probably two-ish goals, one and a half goals, yeah. one goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they still have four really good games, okay. and I think that he's a very, very good hold. Okay, thank you. All right, so I'm going mean, to hold him. Yeah, um, no, definitely, definitely hold and him. And I think I'm sure. happy to hold Vardy for these next two. Um, yeah, I mean, my plan to eventually, you know, I'll, I'll have three Liverpool guys by gaming 24. That's not a question. Um, I don't know, I'm just thinking about... The problem with taking a hit this week, we haven't really talked about the cup aside from the very beginning. The problem with taking a hit right now, this week, or the coming weeks, is that it's the cup, FML, FL cup group stage, and yeah. I don't want to just be giving away points. Like, I want yeah. to move on. Yeah. So yeah. I am also thinking about wild carding. Ooh. I don't know. Why not? Mm-hmm. Actually, why I, I not, would, though? I mean, you have the three laster for Burnley... You have, I mean, Jimenez is still okay against Southampton. I think you know, certainly not good. I mean, what are you changing? You're going to keep Kevin, Mo, Sar, Vardy. Would you get I wouldn't Vardy? Definitely keep Sar. I wouldn't definitely keep Vardy. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's probably bad, but I mean, if anything, it's like you said earlier: is getting rid of Leicester is a reason wild card if you are down on them returning in that you know those few tough games so maybe it's after 24 maybe after 24 I wild card yeah. maybe it's yeah maybe it's angling towards that and trying to not take hits beforehand yeah i just don't want to take a hit because of the cup fuck well, the only yeah, way i, mean, I could you get coon would be a hit i mean I, I don't have exactly enough to get there so yeah and i i think you know you need to also prioritize getting your third liverpool player in you know that seems more valuable yeah Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just get Bob then. Yeah, you go go Jim to Bob. Yeah, that sounds totally fine to me. Yeah, I mean at least you could also just save. Yeah, I could save. I just when you have a good eleven, I would probably I I would I feel like I need to bench someone for Cantwell. Oh, you have a bad third defender, but yeah, yeah, I would have to start lunch from away Arsenal, which. To be honest, I don't Isn't think it's that, that bad. bad. Yeah, like they've, without they were Obbs. shockingly bad attacking against Palace. I yeah, thought. without Obbs, they might just get outworked in that game yeah. and just lose. So I'm not. I don't think that's that bad. But yeah, okay. I'd, I'd want to bench someone for Cantwell. I guess it, you you can't Jimenez or Sar. Probably Jimenez. Fuck. Maybe Sar's I'll just fucking bench him. Oh my god! Then he's gonna score. All right. So you, so you, you, you either are gonna use the the free on gym. Bench I'm either him, gonna use a transfer or I'm save. not gonna use a transfer. Oh wow! How this about that? Hot. That's a hot take. Yeah. How about that? Sounds good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm such a fucking mess. Whatever. 
What are you doing? Your team's your team's like good though. It's, oh yeah, this how is the good? Other thing this like season. top nine hundred k good or like what are we talking about? <laughs> but here? every time, how, how good am I? Tell me how good our, I am. Tell me how good I am. Every time we do this this year is like we look at our team oh, and like yeah. how fucked our it is, but then it's like oh well this guy's good, this guy's good, this. and then we just look. It's like oh shit, like actually everyone's yeah. bad every fucking time. Every oh time. my god! Oh my god! All right. Um, I uh, I mean I have two freestyle. I, I only use one last. Oh I've been just god. like you're floating back. and you're so you have that swagger back. <laughs> you're like yeah, I had a pretty good week at the beginning of the pod. That's ninety seven. Then we get to the the end of the pod. You're like, well, yeah, I floated. So you know, I'm just oh my god, the swagger's back. <laughs> Let's fucking go! Oh my god. Oh so what are you looking at? Um, I'm I'm thinking about doing. I don't know if I'm ready, if my heart or my body is ready, but I'm thinking about doing Rico to Stevens and floating again. Right, and just roll with Pereira for these next two good ones. I would probably do him to like Van Dyke next week. Yeah, I was wondering how you're going to get your third Liverpool player. So yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, that seems. And good. I, all right, what are give me your? I mean, I what I just said to you about DCL. What about Neil? What am I up to with Neil? <laughs> he had a bad game. Although, in his you know, defense... He had a good game. He had a yeah, bad well, like FPL yeah, game. Yeah, a bad FPL game. But in his defense, it's interesting. Like That chance in like the 80-something minute, that yeah, the, huge the, the Maza chance, does, it doesn't Muzz. go down in like Opta as assisted by Neil. But, Did it get like deflected or yeah, something? Yeah, it got like or? deflected, but in FPL it went to the same you know guy that the intended target Ooh, and still inten- received the pass. So he, ah, that that's that's tough because sometimes the intention is to pass to the other team. They've done that before. Yeah, FPL, I mean, official FPL. yeah, I guess. So that's tricky to pin it on that. Thought by official FPL is ridiculous by yeah. me, but we, we can't, to me, we can't do that. that was a clear assist. So like. You know his numbers look a lot better if he created a like point five xg chance, which that one was. But yeah, it's a Phil bit it's a bit problematic that you know he hasn't really been in the box or shooting. Um, two really good features <laughs> of strikers. Like I love when my strikers but do either of those things. Hopefully both. Yeah. But I think yeah. Home Villa is just the best fixture in the league, and you got to keep him for at least one more. I'm definitely going to keep him this week, but I mean, just like in the near term, like these are plans I'm making, figuring I'm going to hold Neil still for these like bad games. Yeah. But like, is he awful for FP? Like, is he awful? Because he might be, he just might be a really bad pick. I don't think he's awful. He has not gotten one double digit game all fucking year. Yeah, I know, but like, him, that's like a Jimenez or even like an Ings thing. To be honest, like, yeah, it's not that bad true. when your striker just scores a goal a game. And okay, before right. this run, he was having a lot of games where he was getting like five, six, seven shots and like putting up really good XG and Brighton yeah. were kind of flowing yeah. and good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, Chelsea and Brighton All just right. like shut them down. I mean, Chelsea and Everton shut them down. I, I think. You hold and reevaluate after Villa, and probably yeah. going to do that again because he's probably going to score against Villa, and then do that again against Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm going to probably do. Just get Stevens in and and flow. I mean, it still gives me an issue about Ings. I don't really have a route, but you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe Neil that's eventually, like, it'll just be Ings, I guess. 
the the problem is I I mean I've been looking at trying how to find the million there and I it's it's I could do like Schmeichel down to to whatever the fuck his name is the McCarthy, McCarthy yeah. but I'm gonna be priced out of that if he didn't rise already I'm gonna be priced out of that soon and certainly when I'm gonna want to do it so I'm just like not sure where I'm gonna find the money because I, def- I definitely don't want to drop Tony and I don't you know I don't really have any yeah, I, to- I found the money. Get Gomez instead yeah, of Gomez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. Okay. I mean, that's something for next week. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'll do that. Okay. Let me slap asses. It's the magic of the cup is the magic of fucking patron anus slaps because we get so many people who just sign up for the cup and then fuck us off a month later when they get knocked out. But we got a ton of signups. I'm going to just rail these just as fast as possible. So yeah. Darren Morgan, Sam Rayner, Matt Bennett, Ben McFeeters, Chris Malabar, Brandon, Alistair Knox, Alexander Newton, Alex Gilbert, Gilbert, Haim, Michon, Mark Edwards, Moist Coot for Moise Keen, Jonathan Rue, Peter Trendler, Jacob Saturnes, Manish Madav, Rosita Thomas, Chico Fernandez, Scott Nelson, David Pompey, Pompili, Matt Elvistoon, Bjorn Karstein, Drew Babina. I think I've done Drew before. J.R. Bold 2, Sam Payne, Doogie Meister, Dino Pig, Neil Gupta, Matthew Schaefer, Prajit Rijwani, Stones, Big Pepe Energy, and Jitin. Or Jitin. Jitin. I don't know what that is. Slap your ass, get in there. Thank you for signing up. <laughs> Welcome to the Cup. Magic of the Cup starts this weekend. I'm very excited for the Cup. Yeah, I can't wait to see the groups. I just can't wait to see the groups. That's what I just, yeah, bro. I hope it's slackers. The, the truly worst group you could ever get is three non slackers. That would feel oh, yeah. so yeah. bad. You're just all, you're all alone. Honestly, if that happens, we should just like re roll the groups because that's unfair. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I just want like Gibraltar, Moldova, and fucking Liechtenstein. Let's go. Yeah, that's what I want. Stack yeah. it. Yeah. I want to get into the knockouts. Oh, God, I really want to get into the knockouts. Um, all yeah, right, bro. Let's, let's, let's wrap it. This is a long one. Yeah, it's a long one. Check us out yeah. at FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com. Slash FMLPL. Subscribe, rate, review, cheers! Podcast Network.